Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town and here's what's coming up today. Luton Town returned to league action. It's a poor performance, but we ended up taking a point. A lot of people say, oh yeah, but it was an empty crowd, it's first game back for three months. You know, I get that. That doesn't, that doesn't take away the fact that it was a real shit performance, does it? We take a look at Cameron Carter-Vickers and how impressive he was at the weekend. And he's, because he's that little bit better than the other defenders we had, he really did stand out. We also answer your Instagram questions and loads more. And today, we're joined by Dave on my right, Bataro's on my left. Hi guys. Afternoon boys, how are you both? Very well. Yeah, good. I knew about to say good evening then, but really it's easy, <laughs> actually evening, so yeah, good evening all. How are we? Good? Yeah, it's afternoon though. How, no, how are you not. feeling after <laughs> after Saturday's game? The one-all draw with Preston, uh, it, it was just a bit a bit meh, you know, three months it felt like we waited. and All the excitement for that. Yeah. But at the same time, we'll take it, won't we? Well, you take the point, but I get the point. What Luke's saying is really, we've waited all this time in lockdown for football to restart, yeah. and it was uninspiring. That's mm-hmm. my word, uninspiring. Disappointment. I think, I think most of football since it's come back has been, been a bit like that, though, isn't it? Yeah, but been just bit, relieved yeah. with the result in the end. Yeah, relief, yeah, that's it. Well, let's look at some three-word reviews then. Three-word reviews are not going anywhere for the new season on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Barney says, I'll take that. Richard said, close the gap. Bobby said Pearson is shite. Julie, football is back. <laughs> Bertie says keep the faith. Liam McManaman's individual quality. Dwayne says thoroughly uninspiring performance. Uh, Liam says Cameron Carter Vickers. Any of them well, take your eye? Cameron Carter Vickers, straight away, man of the match, wasn't he? He's easily, easily man of the match. The only player on the pitch that actually done anything, well, yeah. in my eyes. And, you know, you know, the other one, football is back. Yeah, it is. It's just a bit weird. Mm. I guess it is nice, though, after three months of you know lockdown and and a lot of people being affected by everything that is a bit of return to normality football being back again yeah it's not the same and yeah we'd all love to be at Kenilworth Road but it was just a bit like Dwayne said uninspiring yeah, it it's like they like said waiting all that time three months you know you're like oh this is awful because let's face it we didn't even think we we're gonna get anything out of that the other day did we really no I think the further the game went on I mean you expected sort of you know, to come out and be a bit slow and whatever else. But then you just thought, when you go a goal down, just come on, man, pick up the tempo a little bit. You make your subs and, yeah, it got a little bit better after that. But Was it, it uninspiring because it was expecting too much? You know, maybe oh, it was expecting know. new was manager me? again, new, new, you know, new form. Well, this is what we heard on Twitter, wasn't it, most of the time? People saying, oh, yeah, Nathan Jones is back. You watched, like, sort of like the Big Bang kind of thing happen yeah. with the performance massively improved but like you say you can't really go on like three and a half weeks of him coaching the team in a fucking Covid situation realistically can you? Would you have taken a point before the game or did you look at, did you look at this game and no. think this is a game at home to Preston yeah they're in playoffs <clears throat> but that's the game we need three points in I said to you before we need points from that three points not 1.3 but the only thing making it a little bit easier is the fact that we were absolute dire we were shy honestly we were 
terrible performance. But and at the end of the ga- at the end of the game, we are a point closer to safety than we were at the start of the game. Yeah, that's one positive to take from it. That is the only saving grace. But also a point closer to the teams that I think will have more chance of staying up than the teams that won around us the other day, i.e. Charlton and whoever else. Yeah, Char- Charlton's win has pushed them right out of it for uh-huh. a minute, hasn't it? I think that the teams that that's the team that's dropping down like a stone is Hull. Yeah. Um, so I think they're overtakeable, but the others, you wonder, if they hit the form, yep. then our, our fate's already decided. You look at our fixtures, and we do have Hull. Um, it's the last well, it's the penultimate game of the season. It could be too little too late, but it could be one of them games that, if we do manage to pick up a few wins between now and then, it could be a huge game, couldn't Back it? Back on, yeah. Let's hope. Well, that's what we're open for. I mean, so was it five points now, was it? Five points from what, eight games? Is it eight games? We're unbeaten in four. I know it's been Positives. three months, but, yeah, but <laughs> we're unbeaten in four. If someone says, oh yeah, four games in three months, you're like, what? Eight? <laughs> but, uh, well, if we look at the, the Preston game in Hull, um, I'll, I'll hold my hands up. I, I missed the first half. Um, I much, don't you I? guys, you're going to talk me through it. Producer Jacob's talking us through it right here. Um, few chances in the first half. Obviously, Luton had one shot on target the whole game. What, what did you make of of Preston and Sluger. I think I think I underestimated Preston. I just thought they weren't good. They were going to be easy to beat, and they clearly weren't. They set up well. Um, they didn't set up well. They did. Yeah, they they set, set up well, and you know, if it weren't for Sluger, we would have gone in at half time, losing. I'm trying to think. He made that one save, didn't he? When yeah. He dives at yeah. the near post kind of thing. But we didn't have reflection. nothing. We had nothing to offer. No. no did the, did the shape of the team change? Don't think so. Were we were we? Um, it didn't feel like that we were going for it for mm-hmm. me. It just no. didn't feel like that. I felt like we was the away team. That's what it felt like. It was on the back. F- we were on the back foot. The yeah, majority, like, yeah. even the first half and the second half. And it was like we had like ten men behind the ball at all times. It's like, oh, come on, what are we gonna do? I know it's impossible to say, forward. but having an empty Kenilworth Road, do you reckon that suited Preston more? You know, maybe they were better geared for a for an empty stadium. I'm trying to think to Preston there uh, playing an empty stadium most of the time. That's harsh. I would I would say <laughs> any home advantage goes when there's no crowd. Yeah. So they can come out, and I think I said on the day this the pressure is taken off that defender making that mistake mm-hmm. because there's not ten thousand people shouting at him to make a mistake. Yeah. You know, and if they do make a mistake, they get over it quickly because there's not ten thousand people go into them yeah you made that mistake so it takes a little bit of pressure off the defence at the same time as well yeah. there's no one pushing the other team on as well exactly saying, oh, boys get a goal and it's yeah. I think that I think that told the other day I mean what was it two no one shot on target the whole game obviously it was the goal from Manning but I mean when have we not had a shot on target until the 86th minute I think it's probably been a fair while has it not hmm. well I don't know I don't, I don't know from this season it feels like there's been a few games this season where it has been a bit of a struggle to get going yeah. But um, like you said, to wait 86 minutes for your first shot on target. Maybe so Kenilworth Road's been quite quiet this season. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but there's been times where yeah, at times I don't know. Like, the fans have been really up for it before the game, and then we concede in like 10 minutes, and it you know it's like okay, same old, it's just silent. Do you know something though? After a three-month break, we'd have been full on it if we'd have been at that oh, game, yeah. full on. And I know Nathan Jones has had his critics over the last three weeks on social media, but I think like. Dave just said three week three month story of our game you go back Colonel Road's rocking mm-hmm. rocking yeah. and <coughs> excuse me pre- perhaps providing and providing motivation to the team 
to maybe push on and have a better performance. Yeah. And these are all factors. And But the, the thing is, it's not just Luton experiencing these factors, so it is how you deal with them, I guess. Well, look teams. at Leeds as well. Teams like Leeds, hmm. with, what, 30,000 behind them every week? I mean, we did, we did set up, as I would say, possibly he used to set up with us anyway. We were playing, trying to play out from the back. We were trying to play the ball through the, through the pitch. But then no. the long ball came quite yeah. a lot. And it yeah, was hoofing yeah. up to Collins, and Collins in his central position on the wing. You know, where was he? The thing is, well, what I found quite a lot the other day, which really, really, it got me, obviously, I was quite upset about it, is the fact that when we got the ball to the furthest possible person, uh, forward or whatever, there was no one ahead of him, so like Cornet, Collins, whoever, they try and play a free ball without looking. And there was no one there. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they've been told, obviously, to, again, to like, expect like an overlap from somewhere or whatever else, but... Yeah, I just felt like no one was looking when they got the ball. When I was driving home from work on Saturday, and they uh, Five Live were doing, um, they had reports at every game, mm-hmm. and uh, they went to Kenilworth Road. So I was like, okay, let's have a little update. And they were like, yeah, Luton are offering nothing. The only thing they're doing is long balls over the top to corner. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's, that sounds quite worrying. Yeah, it was like that. It was exactly like that. It was piss but poor. It was. It, I, I suppose just taking the counter argument there just a little bit is it because Preston set up really well and they were stifling our play and it was the only way we're going to get through mm, yeah I'd say quite a lot of the time yes but I'd say there's, you know, there's always that 20% chance that we could pick a pass I'm oh, sorry we could play the ball backwards and whatever else and no one was moving Dave yeah the one time we were fluent <clears throat> in the second half we scored we scored yeah, yeah. so I go with that you say fluent we got a bit fortunate didn't we when Sluga threw it out and he took a touch on their defender and he touched it it was a poor touch from his yeah, but then from then on, there were three good passes before it went in. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah no, apart from that, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Preston's goal. It was it was a good finish from Scott Sinclair. I think you got to give him that. Um, but do you look at the defensive side of him and think, could have maybe done a bit better? Oh, massively, mate. Where was everyone done that right-hand side? Where was, was it Bree? Where was Pearson? No, yeah. hang on a minute. Bree weren't on at this point, was he? Was it Craney? Craney. Craney, sorry, yeah. Apologies. But no, I mean, well, I think it was them too, but... I remember seeing Pearson just scrambling back and I just thought, why are you so far up anyway? I don't want to start digging at Pearson, but he's starting to frustrate me a little bit now. I'm getting a bit annoyed with him. Because you see the same sort of stuff every week. And for me, I, I can understand how Bradley went on the pitch ahead of him. That was my big thing. But you I don't think, know. You don't know. Do you look at that and think maybe, is that a fitness thing? Maybe, yeah, it could um, be anything, like you say. But I know we'll get into Instagram questions later on because a few people have asked about centre-back partnerships but mm-hmm. um, so like you said Bradley started on the bench Pearson maybe he does something that a lot, of, a lot of fans don't see but I think when it comes to you know the, the style of play that both Jones clearly want to play mm-hmm. he's maybe not suited for it he just uh, he worries me when he's got the ball at his feet I mean look at for the uh, the Sluga say I think it was the first one where he obviously got down at an angle and it came off the play and went out for a goal kick in the end you know that one? yeah um, I think yeah that originally came off Pearson didn't it? didn't get his footwork he couldn't get his feet sorted out and he went through his legs it hit his heel and then come off his leg and went through and I just thought things like that you can't be getting beaten through your legs from a shot like no, that no and, and the whole of the back four had problems except for one you know the, the back mm-hmm. four weren't well, brilliant yeah. they weren't brilliant do you and think when teams play us and producer Jack has made a good question here do you think teams know how to exploit the Luton back four or just the Luton team uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the back four I'd say it's more of a teamwork thing. Maybe your midfield don't drop deep enough at certain positions, but... Any management team who's coming to a game, and ours would be the same, they've analysed the game, they look for your weak spots, and mm-hmm. at the moment, our weak spot is our defence, isn't it? 
I say we've got a terrible goal difference. We've conceded loads of goals. But I also think, like you said, it's a defensive problem. But I wouldn't say it's the back four problem. I'd say it's a midfield problem as well. Because I don't see enough closing down in midfield either. Whether we get overrun quite a lot of times. I mean, you was you were quite you were quite vocal about Pelly walking a bit. Dave, I'm always vocal about that sort yeah, of stuff. But you, but, you, know, you were very vocal at the weekend. He's a legend, you can't what, say anything about Pelly. I mean. yeah, but you were very vocal <laughs> at that point. So, yeah, the, the, the midfielder's job is to help the defence, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's the thing. Because I was sitting there at one point when Pelly went forward, and he'd done, he'd done a couple of good bits going forward, and I said, that's what you want Pelly to do. Because when he's defending, I don't really see anything from him, if I'm honest. Like, obviously, I'm not saying he doesn't do anything. He might hit shields and whatever else. And he's a big physical presence. But sometimes, it's all about, I think it's balance in midfield. And sometimes I think the balance is wrong with all the midfielders we've got. And we, need, we do need a, maybe a couple of changes in the summer there. So where did we lose Preston's goal though? Did we lose it in the midfield or did we lose it in the defence? I'm trying to think where it came from. Were they on the attack originally or did we get the ball away? I can't remember if they gave the ball away or not. I just know that there was sloppiness down the... Yeah, and it was a massive down, gap down our, well. down yeah. our right-hand side, wasn't yeah, it? And it was a massive yeah. gap. So they attacked on their left... And it was, I think it was like a slight little through ball to... Yeah, it was like, he, as he soon all, as he played yeah. the ball, you knew they were going to score. They had all the bloody space to run into. Yeah. As soon as thought, they played the ball. Where is everyone, man? Just get fucking moving. Do you know what I mean? N- nothing. So when Pearson I heard, was um, near the halfway line, even further forward. So when I when I had this goal update going on, on Five Live, um, it, it was kind of like a bit of um, an anti-climax one because they were they were commentating on the, the Brighton Arsenal game and someone was down injured or it was a goal or mm. something and they were like there's been a goal in the championship we'll go there in a second and I was like oh, I better salute and he was like the goal has come out can I throw by the way we'll find out who scored in a minute and I'm sitting there like please 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 and he's like yeah goal for Preston and then my instant thought was same old same old that's what it felt like well it was um, but if you'd have been watching the game as we were you'd have realised you know, there was no way we were going to score at that point, no. and the most likely team to score would have yeah, been. Yeah, the there. thing is, I think we all thought. Well, we all said it. I'm pretty sure we all said it. Or well, it might just be me going mad at one. But um, as soon as that goal went in, my initial thought was, "We're not going to claw this back," unless yeah, we see a true. major reaction. True. I think we all thought the same thing, didn't we? Really? Yeah, we did. Because um, it was that poor. Like I said, okay. Like when people say, "Oh, yeah," but it was an empty crowd. It's first game back in three months. You know, I get that. But doesn't that doesn't take away the fact that it was a real ship performance, does it? It was still a ship performance. That's how it was. Yeah, there are things in place that you can say, oh, yeah, this happened because of that, because of this, because of that, whatever. That's fine. Was it one of those but, games, though, that could have ended up nil-nil? Oh, 100% yeah. easily. You know, because easily. Even, even, though, Preston, chances, even though Preston had chances, there mm. weren't that many of them. No, well, what, realistically, what chance... I mean, on the highlight show, they showed um, the free kick that Slugger saved. That's a, for me, that's a routine save that a keeper should be making. Yeah. Uh, he had made the save the first one. I still think he should be saving that anyway. Yeah. I think they're all saves that you know the keeper should be making, apart from their goal. And I know I've seen a, a few people sit there and go, maybe Slug could have saved that. Maybe he could have. Maybe. But do you know what? It's always ifs and buts and small percentages of things. If he got his footwork or he went to a certain angle. But look, it went in and it was a good finish because. You can't take nothing away from that finish. From, but it was. Um, it was in Luke's Sinclair. words. It was same old performance. It was same yeah. old Luton. And it wasn't the same old Luton that we'd like to see no. absolutely taking the game to everyone. It wasn't that at all. It was, oh, here we go, give away a goal. How are we going to get back from yeah. this? Are you surprised it took Nathan Jones as long as it did to make some subs oh, and change mate, it up? He should have made two subs at half-time. I was screaming out for subs at half-time. Especially with the new rules. Especially with the new rules. You know, you've got five to bring on. Why not make that change? Well, he obviously thought we were doing all right. Yeah, we really Clearly. Were, but yeah clearly obviously thought that I mean you can't he's our manager now so you've got to go with it but yeah maybe he could have made a change earlier yeah 
But maybe, maybe he's using it for also a bit of fitness for some of the players coming the later stages of the next. The like, other thing six is weeks. we don't. This is it. Uh, Luke, Match fitness. Mataro, we don't know how fit our players no. are. They've not, they've they've had what one friendly. Other teams may have had more. Yeah. We don't know how fit those players are. They've been locked away as long as we have. Do you think maybe Nathan Jones left it that late? To, I don't know. For maybe hoping the players that are coming on having more of a fresh leg impact, maybe. Yeah, maybe more legs in midfield or wherever. To be honest, than the wing. But you no, know, I get it. I do. But at the same time, the players on that started the game. Uh, well, to be honest, other than Carter Vickers, they weren't good enough on the day. And you can see. You can see things in the first half when you thought it was a reoccurring thing, right? Especially like we said, Pearson. Don't want to keep bullying Pearson. Because let's face it, you know, he, he won the league of us last season, whatever else. So I'm not going to slag him off. But he weren't at the races. And I think I feel like he was giving the ball away quite a lot. And he was but he wasn't making the only errors. one, mate. He wasn't no, the only no, one. No, 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 no. No, I'm just using it yeah. as an example, for, for instance. But no, no, you're right. He wasn't the only one. But I just found like he was one of the main ones for me that kept doing it. And it was just like, if you keep doing that, you're not making it easy for the people around you either. Because as soon as one person cocks up or they lose a bit of confidence, and it obviously does happen. It's been, they've been, they haven't played football for a long time, have they? It's been three months, like we said. But, I don't know, I just think maybe a little bit sooner. But like you said, it could be anything that might have made Nathan Jones think, all right, I'll keep him on until 60th minute and whatnot. Like I said, it could be fitness, could be anything. So overall, it was a quite a poor game. Yeah. Were you... It's, it's a quite, it's quite poor, a tough a terrible, one. A terrible game. Terrible game. All right. We saw a, a comment on our Twitter feed the other day and we asked for some thoughts on it. Someone saying, like, um, we saw no change under Nathan Jones. And then it, it, got, it got mixed with a low reply saying, yeah. Yeah, how can you expect change after one game? What are your thoughts? Did you expect more of, a, more of an impact maybe having Jones in charge or maybe a, a, a small bit of change? Like, did we... Did we see Collins maybe not so much out wide? Did we see Collins more central? I don't think we saw any different different with Collins. I don't think we saw any of that. I was hoping... I think that he does it naturally, to be honest, as well. I really do. (laughs) I was hoping we'd get that little little spur on from new manager comes back. And you know what? We've got rid of our old one. Mm -hmm. Let's show him that we can do this. And, and, but we didn't get that. But the only thing is, like you said about obviously the new manager effect, but I believe that we didn't get that because of what's going on in the training. They've only started, what, they started training, was it two and a half, three weeks ago, whatever, yeah. when he came in? Well, when he came in that morning, wasn't it, or whatever? Yeah, well, and then a week, week of that is, yeah. is five, uh, Yeah, most of five. it's fucking passing it from like 20 yards away and patterns of plays running around, but you don't get to do the proper thing. So I'm not, you can't really take into consideration, well, sorry, you have to take into consideration the fact that we haven't trained properly at a full tempo. For a long time, yeah, and that's going to affect, like I said, all teams, not just us, all teams. And but I don't, you know, these people sitting, oh yeah, fucking Nathan Jones. Okay, look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit and go, oh, I'm praising Nathan Jones because obviously people saw the podcast last, they, they know our, our thoughts. But you can't sit there and say, oh yeah, it's not like a manager coming in and taking training every single day for a week until the next game. Do you know what I mean? You, you've probably got about half a week's training in about three and a half weeks. Proper, yeah, training. proper training yeah, yeah proper, proper training, training realistically so you can't really you can't I don't think you benefit from that but a lot of the squad know him yeah so you know let's hope that the next performance is better but it was it was just a despair wasn't it on mm-hmm. on Saturday we were we were pulling what little arrow yeah, I've got yeah. Left. and as soon as we scored it was one of them ones like fucking yes we've yeah. done it right. we've, we've grabbed the point <laughs> it was we've good nicked scenes, the point yeah, when we scored it. it was relief wasn't it yeah. and it was like yeah, this we've is... nicked this. We did not deserve anything from the game. We nicked it. Yeah, and, and we're all what? doom and gloom. Great. And like I said earlier, we're a point better off mm-hmm. than we were before the game. 
Yeah, but it's so. just not enhanced for the fact that Barnsley won. No. It's not enhanced because Charlton won. Yeah. Had they both not got a point, it would have been much, yeah, much enough. better. Yeah. And, and, and because we know what fixtures are coming next, I don't see us it's getting Friday. any. It's Friday. It's Here's some Friday. fans' reaction then of the Luton game with Preston. Max says, for a first game back against a team in the playoffs, fighting back from one down, yeah, we'll take it. Don't count us out yet. Jamie says, can't sniff at a point there. Poor game for both sides, but to be expected given the break. Tim says, for me, today highlighted what a level and empty stadium is. Everything to play for in our next two away at large empty stadiums. With, with the empty stadium thing, no, yeah. I agree, but I think we'll see it more in the next sort of like three to four games. Then you'll start to see it when the fitness levels get more like swell. Back the to time, more, more the now, time to be playing the top teams is now rather mm-hmm. than four rather games. Than well, you think we go to Ellen Road with fans that's what 37,000 sell out or whatever because they're on their, they're on yeah. a, an up it's a weekend away as well we're not having would have been oh, a good weekend away know. but it could benefit us um, and I'm Ian says if we for. if we hope to stay up we'll have to play better than that no coherence no plan no idea only one shot on target okay it resulted in a goal but we're going to struggle to get anything from Swans or Leeds I want to be surprised and I want to be proved wrong can I just say we haven't mentioned how good that goal strike was well, yeah it was a brilliant strike yeah, we haven't really touched the goal it was a great goal from yeah, McManaman fantastic goal but that's what he's capable of we know this yeah. we'd like to see him start more McManaman I'd love it but I don't think he's fit enough to do to do more games I really because like by what you're hearing from obviously um, the Graham Jones when he was there he's saying that you know he's not the fittest player you have, injuries. To, you have to manage him quite carefully and I think everyone said that where he's been for the past sort of five years they always said the same thing about his fitness levels or not well not so much his fit, but his, his body yeah but a sweet strike into the goal oh, fantastic it got us jumping didn't it mm. got us jumping well jumping screaming fucking going nuts <laughs> yeah all sorts and then we realise shit come on if we can get oh do you know what it's after that it was Tunnycliffe just grazed the bar or whatever didn't it near enough so you know then then we're talking different on this podcast aren't we Um, I like Tim's comment as well we've already touched on this a level of what an empty (laughs) stadium can be so let's hope that Lees haven't or don't react well to playing in front of an empty Adam Road let's hope it's going to be an interesting week ahead definitely they lost yesterday they did they did Uh, well let's Let's look at today's player focus, Cameron Carr-Vickers. We, we picked him out because we felt like he was the man of the match for us. Dave, I'll start with you. How important do you reckon Carr-Vickers is going to be for the rest of the season? I think he's going to be a real, a real player for us. I think he's one that's strong and he, and he proved that on Saturday. Um, his defence, his abilities were second to none on the game. Fantastic, so yeah. he's going to be a big ask for, for him to, to be a star, but I think he can be. It's just a shame that well, well, after this we won't be able to keep him. I believe well unless we stay up maybe but I can't see it that's the question we producer Jake has put in the, the running order today is, is can we get him again next season can we somehow have him back not, here at Kenilworth no, Road not, not if we're so. in a division, division below where we are now no and the thing is I was reading a, something on um, Sky or whatever a few months back as well saying if we wanted to sign him we'd have to pay £4 million to yeah. Tottenham let's face it I mean £4 million for a player of his quality you would take it in the championship because for me he's a I'd say a mid sort of level to top half sort of championship defender. I mean, did he not get Swan of the Year a couple of years ago or whatever? Swan's the year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they finished in the top half or whatever, I believe. But some of that quality, we're not going to pay £4 million for, I know. Because we haven't got the money for it, we haven't got the finance. Even if we had that, do you reckon we would? We would probably spend that £4 million elsewhere, wouldn't we? <sighs> really? I don't know. I think if it's we a had difficult the money, one, isn't it? I think, I, I think if, we had, if we had it and they could see that we were going to push forward to the new stadium, we're going to push forward to the new league this and we want it, to get yeah. to the Premier League, yeah, they'd take this him. They'd take him. Do you know what? Had him for a season, doesn't work out, you sell him. 
Mm-hmm. You still can make back as well. But it's we don't have four million, so that's not going to happen, is it? I thought he was he was spot on on Saturday. He, he seems was, good with the ball, uh, yeah, his feet, doesn't yeah, he? He's calm. Yeah. He's intelligent. That's the thing. He's intelligent. Yeah, he's, and a, now, he's a big boy as well. And he's because is uh, that little bit better than the other defenders we had? Mm-hmm. He really did stand because out. Because he's got like you know, he's got a composure. He can pass what like I said. He's strong. He's, he's quick. fairly quick. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> quick. So I'm saying for a centre half, he is quick. Yeah. yeah. And it's and nice to see him. He's solid. He's yeah, solid. Solid is another word. Yeah, yeah, solid, word. Solid, all round solid. Yeah. So some stats producer Jacobs found from at EFL Scout on Twitter: 58 touch- touches in the game, 73% pass accuracy, six aerial uh, aerials, one, 13 clearances, one interception, three tackles. Um, it's like you said, he's kind of got a bit of everything you want a centre half to have, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm just surprised that only three tackles because he just felt like he was in control. Where if he, I thought he was in control of his game. Maybe they didn't class the amount of times he got in front of the defender. Yeah, because that's what he, that's he so was the, totally the in control story. of it, wasn't he? Because that's what I mean. I mean, that's what I mean. Three tackles that is pretty strange. But like you said, I mean, like I said, it could be the fact, simple fact of he was just too quick to get ahead of the forward. Yeah. And you wouldn't really count that, would you? It's just like an interception or a... Did you say an interception? What? No, hang on a minute. One interception? Nah, that can't be right. Blame EFL scout right. producer Jacob. Mm. <laughs> if Jacob, we, what's going on, mate? If we look at the defenders we currently have at the club then, you probably look at Carter Vickers for the remaining, what, eight games now and you say he's got to be the one starting, right? Has to, yeah. For me, he has to start ahead of Pearson. Pearson? So what, you put to. Bradley and Carter Vickers together? For me, yeah. Or Craney, maybe at centre-half, obviously... But then maybe you can also play a three at the back as well and play two wing backs as well. This, there's many options you could go with here. We can't second guess. But I want Bradley in there. You can't yeah. second guess Nathan Bradley. Jones. No. But you'd think, judged on performances. Well, you never know. Nathan Jones might put the fucking goalkeeper no, no. in front Judge of on performance of the, with, not, not not the last Stoke. game. But just on the performance of the last game, Carter Vickers starts yeah. for 100%. Um, and I would switch Bradley and Pearson. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah has, I don't think sure. you can really argue with that. No. But it That's seems good. like Pearson's played a lot right. of minutes this season. That there must be something that the managers love about him that he's maybe not, we he's don't old see. School, isn't he? He's just he's a bit of a lump at, at the back. He's probably the most physical player I'd say we've got at the back at the moment. Maybe apart from Carter Vickers, but could he be in there for his physicality? May Pearson because he's not in there for his passing yeah. ability. We'll, no, we'll say that for a fact. Well. He's, well, he's got to be in there just for his. I say. But the thing is, when they were stat not long ago as well, saying about. Amount of headers that he actually didn't win as well. We were all sitting there going, "Oh yeah, he won quite a lot of headers." I'm yeah. sure I see a stat saying yeah. he won like 40 percent or something, or 60 percent. It was pretty poor. If that's the case, then you know what you got to do, Nathan. You know what you got to do. Let's look at some comments about Cameron Carter-Vickers. Bill says um, he had a very well-rounded game, looked very comfortable on the ball, great positioning, mm-hmm. was hard to beat. I was also quite impressed with Tunney, which he hasn't said too much this season. <laughs> what do you make of, of yes, Tunney? I didn't really see much of him, to be honest. If I'm on it, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't really looking for him, but I didn't really see anything of him. I don't think he'd done anything you know, bad. I don't think he'd done anything do stand like, up. So. Do you know sometimes when you're watching a game, you, you sort of lose who's done really well and yeah. who's not done really well sometimes. And I can't remember his name being no. said quite at all by by the commentator at times. I can't even recognise him. He's got a skin no. now, hasn't he, as well? <laughs> like, don't, do not yeah, even that? talk to me about the two <laughs> haircuts. His, his missus definitely done that, hasn't he? Yeah, she... 
sorry. Yeah. Are we one to talk about haircuts at the moment with us? <laughs> no, 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 no. Losing yours. Yours is too long. Mine needs cutting. I ain't washed mine for about five days either. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud, you can go watch us on YouTube, by the way, yeah, to but... see uh, the, the state of Luke Vitaro's yeah. hair. It's but unreal. if you have to talk about haircuts, <laughs> you only got to mention one team member from Saturday, and that's Who? Cornick. Cornick. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. He needs, he needs a hairdresser, come on. That's brave, mate. He needs, <laughs> that's brave. He needs it cut. Uh, John says Carter Vickers great positive impact from subs Maka is like the dodgy bulb in my garage spends most of the time not working or annoying um, with its flickering but that's all forgotten on the odd occasion it lights up the room <laughs> I like that John go and buy a new bulb but it's true though it's true though because you know sometimes maybe he's told not to work too hard though because like he said about his physical condition or whatever maybe that's the thing they say oh you stay the furthest forward that might be the part of the tactic yeah, we don't know, but he did. He did absolutely finish yeah. it on a blinding, a blinding moment, didn't he? So realistically, you look at Car Vickers then, and and McManaman was maybe two of the. Even though McManaman was only what fifteen minutes on the pitch as mm-hmm. the two standouts, really, I guess. McManaman yeah. because he scored. If he hadn't scored, I don't know was he a standout. Well, we're going to question. Well, we're going to create a chance though. So that's yes, the thing with him. He is. He can be a match winner. Well, he's been match winners from the end of the games quite a lot, exactly, hasn't he? That's what I was going to say. Oh, four of his goals have yeah. come in, what, the 86th, 87th minute Luton tweeted out the other day. I'm going to so, guess that he's probably saved us probably about at least seven or eight points. I think Luton said five points. He's, he's oh, won us from five. his goals. Terrible guess, Which, though. I mean, come on, that's not, that's not too bad, is it? That's, that's, a, that's a big player, though, isn't it? That's a big player Mate, to have. That's what you need, impact. Impact player. And if he's happy to sit on the bench, come off the bench for like 10, 15 minutes at a time and scrape us points to keep us up, then... Macca, fucking keep going, mate. Keep going. <laughs> we'll take that every day of the week. I don't care. Do you know what, right? I honestly couldn't care if we play shit for the rest of the season, as long as we stay up. I'm, I don't think anyone, obviously, everyone's pretty the same, but... Yeah, we scrape a 1-0 win every week. Man, do. One shot on yeah. target and win 1-0. Yeah. We don't care. But, you know, I, you, I think if you're going to be realistic, the chances of us staying up are slim. slim. Yeah, very slim. But I'd like to know what the odds of us are but, stay up. But if we get a really positive result on the weekend, then they become... Better. Weirder things have happened. Yeah. If we go Swansea and win, uh, the Twitter's going to be loopy. It's going to be incredible, isn't it? It's going to be oh, great. Let's get to some Instagram <sighs> questions today uh, for the final 10 minutes. Uh, some really good ones coming in today. So Richard said, is Izzy Brown the most frustrating Luton player since Dean Morgan? Oh, oh no, 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 no. I don't know. Where, where's, that, where's that come from? <laughs> How's that? But because, because is it, you know Izzy Brown has got it in him to play really, yeah, really, usually, and he can really well. well. Yeah. He usually plays well. Can really do it. Yeah. And then sometimes it feels like he's not at the races. There were a couple of moments on the weekend where I thought he was pretty decent, and then the rest of the game. Yeah, absent. no, I, I get it. But so I'll that's, just, I think that's Could what it means. be frustrating that like, we, we do know his ability? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, you look at his stats this, from this season. I know people obviously don't always go on stats and whatever, but. You look at what he's done this season for the club, going forward, I think it speaks volumes for itself, does it not? Assist, uh, assist rate, I think it's probably up there in the probably top you sort of kn- seven or if eight. You, if, you are, if you're asking Richard's question, since Dean Morgan, you knew Dean Morgan had him to score goals, but some weeks he did not turn mm-hmm. up at all. Yeah, I get that. But then, isn't that down to the way you're set up as a team against certain opposition? You know, like they say, obviously, boxing stars make fights. I mean, yeah. So, but uh, and again, you know, maybe the teams that are playing against us identify him as a as mm-hmm. a as a real good player. Yeah. So we're going to put two people. We're going to watch that Izzy Brown. 
you know, and then that's where he doesn't look at his best. And he's still only young. I still think it's difficult, though, to rely on one person. Like I say, he's a very young player as well. You can't rely on one player every single week. Maybe he needs the support around him, which he don't get. For me, that's why I believe sometimes he doesn't perform, because he hasn't got the quality around him. I genuinely believe that. Obviously, people might disagree with that. That's fine. But for me, I just think when you're in a team that's struggling and you're a real quality player, the thing is... To get the stats he has this season in a struggling team, because we are struggling, let's face it. We're yeah. not going to fool nobody. We're struggling. I mean, to get those you know, stats and whatever else, I think, I think, he's, done fucking, I think he's done top bits this season, in all fairness to him. But well. you can definitely think of another more frustrating player since Dean Morgan, can't you, than Eddie Brown. There's got to be loads out there. Yeah, I could think Danny of so Spiller, many. Danny Spiller, for a start. Yeah, he didn't play, did he even he? play. Yeah, what a tosser. Yeah, that's not frustrating. <laughs> Jason Walker, what frustrating player. Jason Moore oh, that's just off the top of my head if I had time to research <laughs> that guy was just a cock man so, say what you mean Patara. No, say what you what mean what is it oh, R.I.P. Luton where are you now mate where are you now oh yeah <laughs> fucking nowhere uh, Luton.town1885 on Instagram ask us do you think Tunnicliffe is better than what everyone says he is no <laughs> in one word fair play <sighs> I don't know. This is what I've, I've seen. seen, I've know, seen him this this well. could be taken two ways, right? Everyone says he is. Yeah. Some some people might think he's really good. Yeah. The Others. thing is, I've seen him play at other clubs. I think he was at Fulham at one point, was he? It was him or his brother. It was no, him. him. Yeah. Millwall. Mm-hmm. They I loved thought, him at Millwall. I thought, I thought he was a brilliant player. They Every loved time I saw him playing like, live on TV and whatever, I thought he was a good player. Mm. Decent. All roundy kind of thing. Nothing special. Man United as well, he played for their reserve team, didn't he? And um, obviously, I saw little highlights. Like back then, he looked like a different player. His consistency, isn't it? That's what I we're think, looking for. I think he doesn't have any confidence as well. I don't. I think confidence is a massive thing for him because okay. he doesn't look like a player that. Well, sometimes he looks like a player that wants to work. And other times he just looks like you know a bit like, what do I do? I'm just running around needlessly here. Just could it be one of them situations again though, where Tunnicliffe does the stuff that we as fans don't appreciate, appreciate like or understand Smith. or like realise? You know, it, it could be that Tunnicliffe gets closer to a man yeah. quicker than someone like Butterfield would yeah. or Shinny would or Ray would no, which I is why managers look at, at Tunney and go you know what he, he needs to start because of his of this he does which, the ball. Yeah, which us yeah. fans look at and just go doesn't do much like I said the best player mm. for me in recent times off the ball and doing all the donkey work didn't get enough credit for me was Jonathan Smith in the conference season well conference seasons should I say he defined passion to. didn't he yeah. Mate, he yeah, was do you know him. what yeah. he might not have been the best player technically but I tell you what, we didn't make up for in technical ability, he made up for it with heart, fucking bravery, everything. Yeah. And the guy was, do you know what? I still say he was one of the reasons why we got promoted. Should we get him on the podcast? I'd love to, mate. I, know, I, love, he, I, I saw he did, Smith, he did a podcast with, um, with someone else the other day. I think we'd get him on. Nah, get him on, get mate. Him on. Do you know what? Smith, if you're listening, mate, or you know, you see it. <laughs> come come join us come in on. our lovely come and sit down. setup right Obviously, here. social distancing, but come and sit down. Uh, Callum says, would you like to see youth given a chance if we get relegated before the end of the season? Depends who we've got. That's what I was going to say. You look Depends at we've got. like youth players at the moment. You like maybe in the past you could say we've got five or six youth players that we could just slot in. Realistically, mm-hmm. we've got Jake Peck. Yeah, I like Jake get Peck. Him. I like Pecky, um, but I also know Nathan likes him too. So I like him, go. and I think he's, he could be a decent midfielder option. Got to get, well, you always like it, to see youth uh, coming through, don't you? Really, you always want to see that sort of thing. Well, we need to. Good we're we're going to really. need to because yeah. if we get relegated, but we can't take chances. It's though. money, isn't it? We can't take chances though. Maybe, maybe not so much in the youth, but like, say, say we're relegated. Would you like to see Kyoso play oh, right I'd, back? Would you like I'd to see Frankie Masunda get some I'd game love, time? No, Kyoso, I'd love to see him play. I've seen him play. He's he's brilliant, brilliant player. But like I said, is he at that level? I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not a scout. But if we're, we're down, does it matter? But, 
Does it matter? Just a point of order, though. Um, I think the likes of Pecky and some other people are on senior contracts, so not on youth contracts. Mm-hmm. So they must think mm-hmm. they've got it in them to get on the, in the team, and at some point they'll yeah, get a good go. Good luck to them, yeah. yeah they'll they'll get good a luck go. to them. That's what so, you want to see. You want to see your homegrown talent come through. Look, look at JJ and whatever else. And yeah, and just, so, let's be honest. You know, when when they brought JJ in the team, he wasn't brilliant straight away, was he? Oh, I don't no, know. not no, not straight away. Oh, I don't know. No, not straight <laughs> oh, I away. You, I, not straight I, away. I looked at him straight away, Dave, and I went. He's you can see he kid. was good. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't the well, player he was when he left. Oh no, that's what I'm really, saying. Yeah, there, there comes a point at which you have to try these guys out. But you know, like, was his first game against Villa? Yeah. Man of match I think it's, oh yeah, he did that one. <laughs> I was going to say he got man of match, Dave. Saying about it. I against think it's Villa as well. When they slot in and they look unnatural, mm-hmm. like it that's looks it, like yeah. they could just fit in. Yeah, this is it. And I th- I'm sure there are players that are in the youth academy, or you know, or, sorry, just been signed to pro contracts or whatever else, that maybe potentially are better than some of our fringe players. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I know there was one person uh, player, was it Arthur Reid, that went to Brentford or whatever. I thought he was going to be a special talent for us, but obviously he's gone. So, but I'd rather our youth got, go with us rather than <coughs> got snapped up by the Premier League yeah. or by a team mm-hmm. in but our division. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather I mean, give him a go. Was it Corey so. Woodrow a few years back. Yeah, yeah. why not give him Fulham. a go? I mean, we, he can't even get a game for us in the conference, but yeah, he went to Fulham and then a year later he's playing the Premier League or whatever. Yeah. Mm. And that's Crazy. the thing, is it? So why yeah. we we need to give somebody a chance? Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see if. The worst happens, we're relegated in the next four or five games. And it is a strong possibility, we all know this. So look. Why not? Let's play Kyoto, let's play Pep, yeah. let's play Masunda. Just well, it give won't, us some it won't hurt giving us some game time in pre season either, would it? No, exactly. Just test them out. Even if you get like a friend against maybe a conference or a League Two outfit or whatever, and just say, look, go on, test yourself against these boys. It's be physical, crack on. And if we do it, and the thing is, I know for a fact Kyoto can do it physical, mate. The guy's a fucking machine, man, trust me. Can be a good player. Yeah, the boy can tackle as well. He's a proper right back who can smash people and run. That's <laughs> what you need. That's what you want as a right as well. back, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Flixie, talking of right back, Flixie on Instagram says, Do you start Bree instead of Craney? Or the other way around? Which one? <sighs> who do you start tough, right back, Craney or Bree? The only thing is, is Bree's got, he's slightly quicker, isn't he? Slightly quicker. I'd be interested to see if Bree can maybe right. change under Nathan Jones and. I know a lot of goals this season have come from his side with crosses. Mm. I do trust Craney more though. So I priest I put Craney there. Depends on how you want to play, like you said, Nathan Jones last season was wing backs when he well for the last two years when we had him. He was wing backs fucking with this you know, creativity and that around it. So the way he plays, you'd probably say Bree would start, but at the same time, in the championship when you're fighting, you need someone solid. So Craney for me. What about you two? Will he play Bolton in that friendly as well against Brentford? Yeah. You never know. Bolton could be slotting in that position. But this is what it's I so said. Hard though, isn't three centre halves. You could put three. So what I said. Because three centre backs and two wing backs. Everybody sits play around Bolton. the table and everybody sits at the stadium and everybody mm-hmm. likes their own players, don't they? Yeah. Of and the manager is going to pick his favourite. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't. He should pick the one that's performing the best. So I think he'll probably pick Bree. Well, it's definitely going to be an interesting run into the season. That it's 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 got. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got so much potential to be good. You know, it's got so much potential it's to be fucking like a lead balloon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suppose Damn. you uh, the, miss, the the big result of the week, though. Go on. And that was the guy, Mark, on Come Dine With Me for Luton Town. Oh, yeah, he won, didn't he? Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> he won. <laughs> I didn't see oh, that. A spoiler alert. Yeah, he yeah, did. Well, man was telling me about that the other day. He was well excited about it when he told me. I was like, oh, all right, what's his name? He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I was, I think it was one. Mark, but uh, it's <laughs> fun. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. This is the first time we've been able actually to get together yeah, again. Yeah, it's good, yeah. Um, in our it feels little, a bit more normality, doesn't it? Our outside studio, which won't last because it's going to get yeah. cold in the wintertime and we'll have to move indoors again. Ah, 
But uh, myth, mate, just get a nice jacket. We're excited because we're now we're now sponsored by DLA Driving School as well, which is going to be a great opportunity to get our podcast bigger and better, and we're excited for that. So, thank you to them. Go check yeah, them out on social much. media at DLA underscore driving. And, and I also say that I had some lessons with them and I passed straight away. Wow. There you go. <laughs> that must, they must be good. They got oh, you yeah. passing oh, straight yeah. away. They must be Literally good. the next test after I passed. <laughs> and that is not a lie either. Amazing. That is not a lie. Uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of, of your week before the big Swansea game of the weekend. Half 12 kickoff. That doesn't mean I didn't pass the first time. I Keep an eye on our socials at Owen the Town. And get us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Red Five Stars, all that good stuff. We shall see you next week. Cheers for listening. Bye.